Bases loaded. Two out. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big Poppy! The Grand Slam! This is our fucking city. Hey, Jerry. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Uh, nice game one today, Julian Zavaris. <laughs> I, just, I just fell off the table, that's why I'm laughing. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Welcome back. It is a brand new episode of the Obstructed View Red Sox podcast. I am joined this week by my three co-hosts, full show this week. We have Steve. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I was a special guest last week. I guess I've earned my title back. Well, you're still, a, you're still special in our heart. So welcome. Welcome back for another episode of our podcast. We got Miggy down in Texas, Miggy. Oh, what's up? Kobe's birthday today. Watch highlights all day of him. Tomorrow's 824, so fun day for me. Some might call it a holiday. This is true. It do be that. And while Miggy's enjoying Kobe highlights, we have Jamie. Let's go, Sox. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so speaking of that, Red Sox are starting a big series, gentlemen. Toronto's in town. Jackie Bradley Jr. is in town. That's going to be weird to see him in a Blue Jays uniform at Fenway Park. Probably weird for him to see in a way, uh, way locker room. Is he starting? Yeah, because I don't think the Brewers didn't play here last year, right? It was this no, no, no. no first time visiting Fenway Park. The Fenway Park. (laughs) I think it was Spear who tweeted he still used the same parking spot, but after that, he had to ask people like where the visiting locker room is and where to go. So he still (laughs) still has the same same spot, but after that, it got a little, someone got a little difficult for him, according to Spear, I think was the one who tweeted that out. Doesn't venture far outside the home side of things. Uh, It's got to be a little funky for him. So it's a big series. You get three with uh, Toronto. Uh, we get three at the Rays at the end of this week. Sox are sitting right now six games out of that uh, final wild card spot. Um, but to focus first on the on the Blue Jays, the rain delay tonight. Game got started a little after eight o'clock. Um, what's what are what are like our expectations here? What are we feeling? Well. I can tell you right now, I'm not feeling too optimistic, not because of Boston's play, but just because of their standing record against Toronto this season. I know that they haven't fared well. And if we see Gossman in this series, I'm going to be t- a little terrified to watch. He well, has been filthy against Boston every every single outing. He's going to be terrified until we see him Thursday. Oh, beautiful. Love that. But I think we talked about it last episode, too. They didn't sweep the Pirates like they had to. Um, and then that series against Baltimore didn't go the way it was supposed to. So I think it's this month they play Tampa, Toronto, and Minnesota, and they can't afford to lose any of those series. So it's about to be a critical home homestand or home series starting tonight. It almost feels like you have to sleep one of these, right? 
You have to sweep at least two out of the three, in my opinion. A lot of pivotal matchups coming up here, so this is a little bit stressful considering they're still technically in the running. I mean, you know, they're holding on grasping straws right now, but I think they could still they could duke it out. They get hot again. And we had mentioned that some individuals had to step it up, and most of them had. Few did not. They're all over the place right now. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, you know, right now it really feels like that the injury bug to me feels like it's really starting to like nip them a little more than, I mean, granted it, it it's impacted them all season, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, this is a big series, you know, not that any series from here on out is not a big series, but you need to beat your guys point. I think asking for them to sweep the Toronto blue Jays is a heavy task. Just considering the last time that Toronto was here, how many runs did they score? I mean, I think they're still scoring runs from the last time that they were here. <laughs> one game where, where Jaron lost it in the twilight, and then that ball fell down between Rafi and um, Vasquez, I think. Was Vasquez catching that night? It was a Ploiecki. I think it was Vasquez. So, I actually blacked that night out of my memory. Yeah. I think they scored more than the Pats will score in week one, just because <laughs> I think Toronto literally put up like 32 or something like that. I thought it was at 25 in that one game. Or was yeah, it more? just like this one game. If we're going the series, it's probably more like. Yeah, it was 28. Right, the full series was hell of a lot more than that. But oof. I think yeah. the other thing that makes it hard to feel confident in a sweep, I think even two or three in this series, is the pitching matchups where we're going to see all series long. That's a good point. Yeah, the, the pitching matchups, uh, I mean, considering it's a TB, it was a TBD up until um, this evening or this afternoon. It's Winkowski tonight, right? Winkowski tonight, Bayo. Tomorrow, tomorrow. most likely Bayo. And then that leaves Thursday. Crawford. Okay. So, yeah, that right there, I mean, that's guys who were kind of scraping the surface a little bit and kind of getting their feet wet still against some pretty established arms, if I'm not mistaken. So, I'm not really sure how to gauge the series, but the offense for sure needs to show up, capitalize. Do not make errors defensively. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces. Well, yeah, you know, you have probably one of the best lineups in all of baseball against Josh Winkowski, who has not looked good at all in the last handful of weeks. Reason why that he was sent down, he's now back up. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, going to do something a little different. Want to want to see if we can – uh, do a little uh, early MVP picking for these series. Like these, the one player that we think is going to make the biggest impact over the next six games or needs to make the biggest impact over the six games. And since uh, we are not fans of pumpkin spice, we'll have <laughs> fun with this. So we're going to award our pumpkin spice series MVP. We're going to pick who we think it's going to be right now. Let's start with Miggy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I feel like pumpkin spice latte before you said what you have a pumpkin spice latte or every every october wait you really have you, you've had pumpkin spice yeah i've had one before <laughs> uh, do we have pumpkins down south I well i didn't know they hyped it up like they did here oh no it's all over I didn't, oh god i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were the only ones that were suffering <laughs> 
I don't know, but I mean, if we if we realistically want Socks to even take at least four or six, and I feel like the biggest guy that we need to see have a good week is JD. I mean, I I think what well, he's probably hitting under two hundred. It feels like in the last month. So I feel like that's one guy that I mean I think he's just coming off a good series against the O's three for seven. So that's a guy that I think we really need to see improvements and explosiveness from. All right, Jamie. I have two things to say about first of all, um, pumpkin spice is not that bad. I'll put that out there since we're bashing it. I agree um, with you. Thank you, mate. I just wanted to put that out there first. Um, second of all, back to the real the real back to the real topics. Um, I'm probably going to go with Devers just because he's kind of cooled off lately. Um, and when you're going up against a lineup like Toronto, you need your big power guy to go on a tear, and that's what they need, you know, to get back in this playoff race and to close that gap. So, and it's you know, it starts with him. And him, Bo- him Bogarts, and JD, I would say would be the trio because that's their best hitters, and they've really struggled or haven't been what the Sox need them to be. The last couple of weeks. So are you? I was gonna say Bogarts too. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I mean, well, I know you didn't, but you mentioned his name. Um, Bogarts, though. I mean, he had that nice, he had that nice home run he cracked in the uh, the ninth inning the other night in uh, Little League World Series game, whatever the hell that was. And um, I mean, he just made clean contact with it. Traveled far. And I know he's been slumping a bit too. I feel like he's gonna, you know, turn it on now that he's back in Boston. Familiar territory usually gets you in the right spot, right headspace. He's my guy. Well, Chris has a comment about my pumpkin spice. Oh, I'm very sorry I cut you off about the pumpkin spice banter. Please elaborate, Chris. You pumpkin spice? Uh, you do a little uh, iced pumpkin spice? I do. I, you know, when it's the season, I like to treat myself for a month. You know, <laughs> start start the work day. I know it's a little basic work girl, but you know what? It's 2022. I don't care. I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. Okay. You know? <laughs> You're entitled to that opinion, although you know, I can I can bond with certain people at the coffee shops when I get it. It's a great conversation starter. Okay. I'm just saying. Certain people, what are the dweebs? <laughs> it's with it's that it doesn't it's a that's a personal matter, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Okay, I got you. You know, if Jamie's trying to pick up a friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i know where this is going uh, okay <laughs> good point i guess maybe uh maybe everyone else should try the pumpkin out a little bit more than yeah i've, I've never had pumpkin sp- the only thing pumpkin i've had is a piece of pumpkin pie i've not done pumpkin lattes iced coffees i'll tell you what right now if the red Sox take four of six i'll do a pumpkin spice iced coffee or whatever it is from Dunkin' Donuts next week. And I'll give them. Have you ever had yeah, pumpkin I do regardless. I'll demo you. I'll demo you a pumpkin just to try it. Because <laughs> I want to be here. I want to like vicariously be, live through this experience. So I'm going to tell you my pumpkin spice series MVP who that's going to be. The hottest hitter on the Red Sox right now. I, I want Christian Arroyo to continue to tear the cover off the ball. Um, he has been that basically X factor in the lineup. He's been the most consistent hit. They, they, I mean, he's been elevated to hit what fifth in the lineup. Um, he's performing for them right now and, and kind of we're riding that, that Christian Arroyo wave. And I think you need to ride it until he lands back on the aisle. So 
I am all for Christian Arroyo to continue to to mash and bash, and he will be my pumpkin spice series series both series MVP as uh, the Red Sox navigate the next six games. So, guys, speaking of, uh, we we spoke a little bit about Franchi Cordero, and Steve is um, a the Franchi Cordero truth around the podcast and Christian Arroyo. And Christian Arroyo, they look. We're, we we said good things about CA. So Franchi was uh, was sent down last night in like the wee hours of the morning. I was awake because I couldn't fall asleep. Um, saw that, tweeted that he was optioned, and then Eric Hosmer goes in the IL. Franchi's back. Obviously, Winkowski is back. He's getting the start for Nathan Ivaldi, which now leads to the question that everybody's been asking on social media and giving their two cents on this whole thing. So I figured, why not? Let's give our own two cents on the, on the matter. Where's Tristan Casas? I think we all understand why he's not up, but the casual fan doesn't understand that. So here's the question. Where's Tristan Casas, and are we going to see him next week? I personally don't know if we're going to see him at this point. For whatever reason, it appears that baseball ops uh, don't feel like they need to rush Casas right now, and they want to let him see out the uh, remainder of the season. Perhaps, uh, you know, when September rolls around, the narrative might change if they are making a push and they want to have an extra guy out there that can, you know, potentially see some playing time if things get uh, to a point where there's nothing really hinging on his presence. That leads to the question, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, argument to make. I mean, we know that he's now uh, at a point where he's, surpassed like they have another year of control for him now right am i correct yeah Yeah. as of today right so with that being said i mean there's not really a reason not to bring him up but for whatever reason i just feel like they don't think he's ready yet now i think that would be a completely different conversation had he not gotten injured for nearly two months but um yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ride it out like i'd love to see him i was really sitting there itching and scratching waiting to see what would happen because I knew there was going to be another, you know, corresponding move. But that's my two cents. Didn't really go anywhere. Just kind of walked in circles there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with with you on that. I feel like if they're going to call him up, it would, would have happened today. Um, they chose Franchi. I feel like it does. You know, it doesn't mean we won't see him, but now the likelihood. And if they continue to struggle, like you said, there's no reason to bring him up if you know this team isn't in the playoffs. Um. So I feel like at this point, you only come up over the next six weeks, whatever it is, if there's a major injury or something like that. Um, just because I think with the roster spots, it's two. Yeah, it goes and, I, and I don't see them, like, just calling him up for the last month to just sit on the bench if they're still trying to close, you know, that wild card gap. Here, Here's my thing as far as going on that. I feel like Cora said it best today. I mean – so it's obviously the first day that you're able to call him up without him, you know, next season not being able to be called a rookie per se. Cora said it today. He's kind of just said, you know, we're not going to call him up because the dude missed three months or whatever it was to, due to his injury. So he's still set behind waiting to catch up. And as far as you saying, if this team's not in the playoffs, there's no need to call him up. Yeah, this team has all big names and everything like that. From But from a marketing standpoint, I mean, we hear it all now. Fans don't want to go to the game, see these guys anymore, or whatever. But like from a marketing standpoint, maybe call him up just 
because a bunch of people want to see Cassis up. So, I mean, get get his debut in there, get him some major league plate appearances. And, I mean, like I said, from a marketing standpoint, put the butts in the seats and everybody wants to see him make his debut. I think Cost moves the needle for the one game. I don't think he moves the needle for the remainder of the season. I also, in just my humble opinion, I think because a lot of what we're um, – a lot of what we're seeing now is oh, let the kids play. I don't think we understand what that means as a fan base. Let the kids play because we let the kids play. The kids don't eat. That's what's going to end up happening because when you let the kids play, it's not going to be good baseball. Like, do we think that because we're going to let the Woo Sox play with the Red Sox, you know, Boston across their chest, that there's going to be a massive difference. There's, it's not going to be a major difference. I don't want to just rush Costas up here or just throw him in for the next six weeks because what happens? Here's the thing. What happens if he? What happens if he struggles? What if he hits like 200 over the course of the next six weeks? You know what that narrative over the entire winter is going to be. Oh, he's washed. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that the Red Sox are kind of in a weird, precarious spot where they're going to wait till Sunday because of the the contractual piece. But then on top of it, I, there's really not a massive need to rush it. Who knows how long Hosmer is going to be out for? You know, you are going to get Trevor Story hopefully back within maybe a week or so, maybe a little more than that. Um, I don't know. I don't want to just rush it for the sake of rushing it. I do want to see him, though, to Miggy's point. I think, yeah, you're going to – you will get some of that residual and fans will be excited to see him. Um, but next year he needs to be on the team. Like, he needs to have an impressive spring and he needs to break camp or be on that, that 26-man roster within a month. Because then if not, then I think we have the right to start questioning whether or not Tristan Costas is really going to be the real deal or if it's just going to be kind of par for the course um, for the team. We won't know that yet. And it's I don't think it's fair to kind of write him off just, yeah. just yet. Well, well, I feel like also to Steve's point too, people don't understand how much they're missing. The t- amount, of, amount of time he did at the beginning of the year set him back. You know, I feel like that's also a big factor that people are kind of overlooking. Well, but that's what's been happening, though, all season long. The fan base has done this all year long. They, we, The cart is well before the horse, and it's it's this, like, instant reaction because we think that that's going to make things better. Where does Costas even bat in the lineup? He's going to, what, bat seven down towards the bottom of the lineup? I don't know. I don't want to rush it. You know, you were saying about the fan base is getting all excited and like trying to rush a guy up. Take a good look at Jaron Duran. You remember I think last season when everybody was going haywire because he hadn't been pulled up after a hot spring. Now everybody's writing him off and they want him to get the hell out. It's the same thing. I'm not saying that he's going to come up, Casas, and not be effective or, you know, get the job done. But should he struggle, like you said, yeah, I mean, there's probably going to be some backlash and people are going to be upset that he's not performing. And it's not really his fault when you get called up. It's so little time to prove yourself. Same so, thing happened to Pedroia in 2006. Pedroia, the same exact thing. Pedroia started his, his Red Sox created like a, what, a buck 50? That matter of fact, yeah. it sticks out in my head because I watched – uh, bases loaded against the Angels. They were in LA, and he had a ground ball back to the sh- like he hit into the inning inning double play, and that was just kind of like the narrative of Dustin Pedroia. And I can only imagine what social media would have been like had it been prevalent like it is now. Some of those players got lucky. There's no need. There's no need to rush 
Casas because it's not it, he's not going to come in riding on the white horse and bring this team eight wins and all of a sudden they're they're back in the in the thick of it. So um, so just a couple of little quick notes here. Um, Trevor Story is going to begin. Uh, he's taking batting practice. Um, I think it was today. Alex Spear reported with the Boston Globe, um, and he's expecting to start a rehab assignment soon. Looks like he's going to go to Portland. Is that what it was? That correct? I read that earlier at Portland. Yeah. So we so got. He'll be getting swinging. He has been swinging, right? Um, James Paxton had his uh, minor league rehab start down with the FCL Red Sox last Thursday. He only lasted two thirds of an inning um, with a lat injury. Um, some say it's minor. I'm still sticking with what I was told. We're not going to see James Paxton anymore this season. So just really quick, because we only got a few minutes. we got about 10 minutes left. Um, gun to your head right now, Steve. Are you exercising the two-year $26 million option, or do you hope he takes the four-year player option? I'm going to say give him, give him the option. Go two-year 26. I, I – uh, Personally, think that there's some uh, there's some fuel left in that tank, and if he can come back and be effective, he will be a good middle of the rotation guy. Because you're going to probably lose some of those other established guys this off season, unfortunately. What about uh, how about you, Maggie? What are you going to do? You're high. Uh, I think I, I agree with Steve. I mean, yeah, I agree with Steve. Gun in my head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hard hitting analysis here tonight. <laughs> Amy, do you agree with Steve? I, I agree. I mean, you have Valdi who's going to need a new deal. Chris Dale is the most unlucky human being in Earth the last two years. Um, you know, so having that veteran veteran presence will be key. And we've seen with Winkowski against tougher lineups, he hasn't really. That's where he struggles. Cutter's been good. Um, so, you know, just to kind of rely on all those young arms when you could have a veteran guy like Paxton in there, I'd say you just pick it up. And if he struggles, it's like we tried, but they don't lose anything by having that veteran guy and, you know, at least that piece assured. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to hope he takes that they decline it and that he takes the player option just merely for the fact of I don't necessarily – want to give him 13 per I, I that's just me I'm, I and to be honest with you guys like I've never been a huge like James Paxton fan maybe it's because I got burnt by him one year in fantasy and ever since you have that one player that you have in fantasy baseball that burns you and then forever they can never do anything in your eyes to ever win you back um that to me every year in fantasy football so take that out of it all business I really don't want another oft injured pitcher making 13 million on the roster. I'd rather them, rather than decline it, he picks up his player option, see what you have for 4 million bucks if he wants to do that and then re reassess it. But at that point he's going to be 35, maybe I think it is the end of the deal, whatever it was. So um, that's just me. I, but I also didn't want to agree with all of you guys as well. So I wanted to take <laughs> Hey, I have a real quick question. I mean, it could be it could be a stupid question. Call me an idiot if it is. Is it I'm trying to think of the right way to word this? The suspicion between we held off on Nate Valdi to put him. I think we held off like a week. He told us last week that he was injured. 
we held off on Trevor's story, I think, a week before we put him to the IL, a month before he got a second, second analysis. Um, there was somebody, Hosmer, we're seeing him. We held off a couple of days to throw him to the IL and everything. Is there anything, like, suspicious to that to you guys, or is that is that normal? I, I generally don't know. I'm just curious to you guys. Waiting off as long as they are, waiting off as long as they did for Trevor Story, letting him take bats with that messed up arm, that messed up hand still. Uh, I wouldn't consider that to be very cautious from them, but I mean, perhaps they aren't truly taking full factors in now, you know, doing a good analysis of what's really wrong with these guys. I mean, if they know that something's wrong with them right away and they're continuing to let them play, it's like they're trying to be competitive, but you know, what point do you want to call that pushing it too far where they could get further injured? So, I mean, I don't know. That is a little suspicious of a trend now that you've mentioned it, but I've never, I've never really thought about it. I don't know. Chris, Jamie, you guys have I, – I genuinely don't know. I don't know. I don't want to go and, like, speculate and kill the Red Sox and be and say they dragged their feet and didn't put these guys on the IL because we really don't know, I think, the full extent of where they might have been at. The Trevor Story one to me is a little, though, I would say, like, maybe we might be in the, the position to kind of question – you know, how do you miss him having a, a fracture? You know what I mean? Like, how do you miss that? Um, and and before, like, people go wild, like, that's not on Bloom. He's also not the team doctor. Um, <laughs> Touche. I but, mean, Paxton, we were supposed to see at the end of July, I think, initially, right? He had a – he did have a little bit of yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, we'll – I think if we see the same thing next year where like there's players that are, are down for any reason and, and it gets delayed on an IL stint, I think it's a fair question that needs to be brought up is why are we waiting? I know it's a 26 man roster and stuff like that, but what, what, what are we waiting on? I mean, it's clear to me that Devers is still hurt. I think, I don't know if y'all think the same bogey. I think he might be a little banged up, but he's in his contract year. So that's different for him. He could be pushing himself a little more. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I liked it just because I like the conspiracy theory and the chaos. <laughs> um, but I'm with Chris. I mean, I would have to see this have to go on for another year. Um, but story is the only one where I'm like, I'm not a medical professional, but that's one is a little um suspicious, but yeah. Give it another year. Also, this team is cursed. I'm just convinced this team is cursed. <laughs> 2022 is also my rebuttal to that. You know, one other thing to piggyback off, Jamie, I'll make it quick. Um, yeah, like a guy like Story, that's a lot more significant. You can easily pick up on what's wrong if you were to do some kind of scan on him. I mean, some of these other guys might just be saying, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to keep working through it. I'm, it's not bad. And pushing the doctors and the managers and everybody else, decision makers away because they want to keep competing and helping the team out and trying to put the team on their back. Now, it's a guy like Story who had a, what, hairline fracture in his wrist? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's yep. something you can easily pick up and something that should not be messed around with. So that's a little different. But, I mean, that's only one circumstance that you could really make the argument where it's a little suspicious. So I guess it kind of just changed my opinion after hearing what you guys had to say. Sure. Also, Stone has, Stone has a Red Sox voodoo doll, right? The last <laughs> thing, Stone has, Stone, has Stone has a Red Sox voodoo doll that's just getting hammered every week at this point. Oh, yeah. Thrown down the stairs. 
jumped on, you name it. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to begin to get us uh, to land the plane short episode this week. Uh, Jamie is heading out to uh, Las Vegas, so we're going to get him to where he needs to be very soon. Um, so really quick, I want to kind of go over a couple of uh, little tidbits, some exciting things. Uh, but on Sunday night, though, did go see Bill Burr at Fenway Park. I know, Steve, you were trying to go. You didn't end up going. No, I was coming home from Maine. Unfortunately, I could not attend. I was going to try to do the box ticket thing like you did, Chris. Life hack. Did not. Yeah, so definitely um, definitely got lucky there because there were tickets that I was looking at on Vivid Seats and the same section. I don't know about the row, but the same section. It would have been 150 with fees. I ended up like said to my buddies, like, wait, before we order on like Vivid here, let's just go to the Red Sox box office. Now you're not going to find anything. Well, sure as shit, did found tickets, 62.50 with fees, 85 bucks. Um, I would have taken a picture, but unfortunately, you were not allowed to have your phones when you got into uh, to the ballpark. You had to put your phone into a gray pouch. And it had a like locking device to it, similar to like what retail stores have, and you couldn't open up the damn thing. Um, so it was like, PTSD. Uh, but you know what? Though, twenty minutes into the show, you kind of forget about it because what was really good about it, you had the opening act, which is Tony V, um, who is great, by the way. He he was really really funny. Um, and then they went right into the trailer for his for the new movie coming out that Bill Burr has. And then he went right into Bill Burr. So there was no downtime to where you'd want to use your phone. You just went right into the laughs and it was nonstop. Uh, Bill Burr had a lot of really like new material. A lot of it was catered to, you know, his upbringing and, and being from Boston and stuff like that. He had, if you listen to his podcast, there are, there were some things that he's done in his podcast, but really, really good show. Like 35,000 people were there. I mean, it was absolutely huge crowd. Good for him. It was a great show. Hopefully they recorded it and it's going to be on something that can be watched somewhere. I think you're going to laugh your ass off. It was worth it. I definitely would go see Bill Burr again, for sure. Shout out Bill Burr. And they're also doing that like pouch thing too at the MGM next door. So um, I think their first show is on the 7th. And it's uh, Bruno Mars, I think. But they're doing... Oh, won't be there. I'll catch a grenade for you. I, I won't. <laughs> I will not be catching any grenades for Bruno, sorry. Also had a little minor episode two inside the ballpark, which is good because there's no cameras, for, uh, cell phone cameras. I accidentally, accidentally bumped into a lady and she had a tray with four beers and a small... Like we're not, it's not like life-changing beer spilt. It was like a small amount of beer spilt. And I just said, Hey, I'm sorry about that. And she literally looked at me dead in the eyes and said, you're a fucking asshole. And then after that, I lost my cool. So I lost my cool. My, uh, my buddy was like, look, I would have fought all those people. Cause there was like her boyfriend and like another guy but I really want to see Bill Burr. So <laughs> a little bit of a moment. My, that was my first George Costanza moment that I've had in a long time. But Dude, does she live? Does she live? I will, I will take a detour on my flight to give this woman a piece of my mind. Yeah, it was. Um, wow. What a good friend. 
It was a little, I'm just going to come knocking at her door at like... It was a little loud. Six o'clock's my flight, so probably like time difference. Math. 9.30-ish. I could have... Oh, t- there's the T. The T doesn't work. All right, so probably more like 11. Well, the orange line is uh, out of commission. You can't use the orange line right now. Damn. So, okay, so I'll give her a visit at like 11.30. Yeah. So... I apologize. Like I was really in just like to look you dead in the eyes and, and say that. I don't know. I think it, I was warranted to go ahead and uh, use some choice vocab. Uh, <laughs> so. Do you have any choice vocab for any of your, uh, your new fantasy football members? What a, that's a professional segue, Steve. That is a professional. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we're going to close out the show. going to talk about this really quick. Um, I am going to be Jared Saltz uh general manager. I'm debating if I actually want to be the chief football officer. I'm debating if I want to be called that. The CFO of the Bradfoe Fantasy Football League. I think that kind of rolls off really nicely. So we're not sure just yet. Um, but yes, I will be Jared Saltz uh general manager. Second pick overall. Um, Dante Mack. Austin Eckler. It is not going to be Austin Eckler. It Terrible will not, pick. Will not be Austin Eckler. Um, I think I know who the what the number two pick will be in this fantasy football league. Um, I'll share it. that's you. He's he's a professional gem. He's not just gonna share his secrets to the world. Like wait for the draft. Be professional. God, he's he's one might person ahead of too. Him. He might get snubbed. They might take him instead. First overall, I might snag him. You never know. Exactly. It's not Kyler Murray. Okay. Not be Kyler. Kyler Murray will not be on my football team. Okay, well, <laughs> your boy is safe. No, but, uh, but no, it's been pretty cool. I got chirped at by Jonathan Papabon online. Um, so that's kind of like the highlight of my week. It's kind of cool because again, it's, you know, you think about these are players that you watch on TV. You like in 07, we watched Papabon win a world series. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden, like you're going to interact with that individual in a fantasy football league. It's, I don't know, a little, my little fanboy inside me is excited, but, um, hoping that we can have many of the, uh, the participants like Pat um, going to reach out to Kyle Kendrick as well. Uh, he was with the Red Sox and then went and won a world series, with the Phillies, I think in 08 where they beat uh, high bloom, Sam Bay Rays. Um, so he just followed me on Twitter. So I think we're going to, we're going to try to finagle some of these guys, see if they can come on. We're going to do some content on the Bradford show, fantasy football league some written stuff, um, providing that the Substack is back up because uh, I something happened to Substack and it's been down for about an hour and change. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Any any input as to what you know, my draft strategy should be? M- Miggy, what do you got? Receiver, or what did I tell you? That running back's heavy. Receiver, there's always breakout running uh, receivers. Yeah. Running backs, one gets hurt, you're not going to want their backups. Saquon gets hurt, you're not going to want their backups. So definitely, definitely running back heavy because you don't want to be stuck with those no-name guys. I think I'm going to sell uh, advertising space when we do the Twitter, uh, when this is on Twitter. I'm going to do like product placement. So if you have a business and you want to uh, have it advertised when I make my pick, reach out to me on on Twitter. You can hit me up with your DM. I'm going to turn my hat around. I'm going to have the swing juice hat on every single pick. Keep Keep chirping at the swing juice guys. So, but yeah, no, all kidding aside, really excited, uh, really cool. Um, happy I was able to get in with my WWE like uh, promo video. Um, 
Boston Sports Gordo is also going to be in. We're going to have him on the podcast uh, soon. Uh, we're going to talk about our unofficial beef since, you know, Whew. it came out. Yeah, I, need, I need to watch shows on ESPN Plus. I need to know what I need to watch. So, uh, and I'm also debating, I think I'm going to get, I'm going to ask Salty if we can change our team name every week to mimic who we're going to play to really, you know, so uh, definitely yeah. follow along, um, follow along the Bradfo show. Um, so we're going to have a lot of content coming up. Should have Bradford, Commissioner Coop, et cetera. So gentlemen, any last thoughts before we send, we send Jamie off to Vegas, ETSPN plus and Steve. Steve, Steve is going to Cooperstown this weekend. Oh, really? What are you going to do out in Cooperstown? Look at Cooperstown things. <laughs> See, you're not you're not gonna go raging at the club in Cooperstown. I heard those were the best in the country. <laughs> yeah, they're top notch. Yeah, I'll be at the club in Cooperstown. Not definitely not at the at the Hall of Fame or anything. None of that. Don't have time. Is there anything in particular that you're that you're going there to see? Like, well, on Thursday, I'm going to Saratoga Springs for yet another concert. And then after that, I'm going to go to Cooperstown. So who's at Saratoga Springs? Uh, that would be Joe Russo's Almost Dead. That is a Grateful Dead cover band. You know, oh, the familiar psychedelic Grateful Dead hippie band formed in 1965. Okay. I'm San Francisco, California. I think. Thank you. I could be official spokesperson for the Grateful Dead. Not that they need one. They have Bill Walton. But, yeah, we'll be out that way. The video, we'll edit it out, and we'll, we'll, twerp, we'll, we'll tweet at them, and we'll see what happens. Miggy. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Hard Knocks Episode 3 comes out in an hour, so I'm ready for that. Got two fantasy football drafts done yesterday. have another one later this week, so... I'm all fantasy football worn out, and I'll leave the bad news for later. Yeah, I just saw it. Okay. And Jamie's on his way to, to Vegas going to, for some bachelor party. True. For the Pats fans, I'll be at the Pats game on Friday. A little Pats Raiders action, getting some content. Here's the question. Is Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne going to be left in Vegas? Or is he going to make the flight back with the Patriots? I mean, if he gets left, I'll stay with him and party so he's not lonely, you know. Just help out for the team, get the morale up before the season starts. Because, um, you know, there's going to be a, be a lot more football coming from my account. And uh, more news to come next week on a little announcement. That's all the tidbit that people get until Tuesday. Football mm. is back. We're a little teaser. We're going to hold off. we got a few more, few more things to – to kind of to tie in but uh but please make sure that you head over to apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button so you can get the latest uh red sox podcast brought to you by us the guys here with the obstructive view red sox podcast while you're there uh hit that um five star button continue to leave um the, the five stars for us really appreciate um appreciate that head over to spotify as well and you can also um like subscribe and all that other stuff while you're at it, please make sure that you are doing the same for the Sox Specs Red Sox podcast. Um, that is still a regular um, podcast. The Twitter handle is gone. 
but we're going to uh, tweet everything through the SockSpecs handle itself. Uh, I believe that we are finalizing a guest for next week's episode, um, another Red Sox prospect. So I will uh, leave it at that. That'll be on the episode. So stay tuned for that. And then while you're at it, please head over to the Beyond the Monster Substack. Right now, Substack is completely down here as of nine o'clock on Tuesday. We're completely down. Don't know what, what's going on with that. Apparently, it's people in Florida that are really upset because it's apparently election night or something in Florida, and they wanted to write about that. So hmm. for the guys on the podcast, that is all that we have. Another episode of the Obstruction Angel podcast in the books. Hang tight. More content will be coming over the next okay. couple of weeks. Hasta luego. <laughs>